Welcome traders. Welcome to the SPACs attack and we got another action packed jam packed show here for you today. We're going to be open some NFTs. We're going to be getting into the top earning plays of this week. Stick with us. We'll be right back. SPACs attack. Let's get it started. What up, what up, what up, crew? How we doing? Yes, yes, my Chrisopedia is back. So like it if you like the SPACs attack. Let's get this show started. Let's bring on my man, the brains to the show, the ones that I was missing yesterday. I mean, last week, all last week, I mean, I was, I was giving myself the knock. Like, where's the brain at, man? I mean, oh, here's the brain. What's going on, big man? Oh, I muted you. That was all my fault. Oh, the good old doing? Mitch to, to mute you, you know? <laughs> hey, it wouldn't be a Monday without the old mute trick. So how are we doing, Mitch? Uh, you know, I'm hey, glad Chris to be back. back. Chris is back. I'm glad to be back. Thanks for holding down the fort, not canceling, you know, those shows. I know our fans enjoyed it. I, I was able to tune in to some of those interviews, um, you know, and you you did a great job. So my my hat's off to you. Try, and, try you know, my best there. Try my best. Try to make you look good, my friend. Of course. And the dynamic duo is back today. So guys, if you have not already smashed the like on this video, please smash the like. Chris is back. Mitch and Chris in the house. Spacks attack like always. I'll tell you what, we got over, uh, right, right now I'm seeing over 100 viewers on uh, YouTube and then over 100 viewers on Twitter. Twitter fans, if you guys want to stay with the chat that's uh, going to get that engagement, go to our YouTube and you'll be able to stay with us as we keep going through in the opening. So one of the things that we want to do today is we want to do the NFT opening, but I, I'm going to set a like goal right here for us, guys. We got over 116 people. We could definitely get the 75 likes for the day today. Let's get to that 75 likes so that we can open up those NFTs and show some strategies that Chris and I are working on and trying to develop in the NFT game. I mean, there's too many people out there talking about NFTs, but how many of you know somebody that's talking strategy in NFTs? We'll definitely get into that. All right, Chris, I know that you probably have a crap ton of headlines. I mean, you, you've been gone. I've been missing you. I tried to do my best, but like always, guys, definitely stick with our newsletter. Our newsletter on the SPACs attack will definitely keep you up to date, guys. On, on days where, where Chris is out, those are going to be the best days to have that SPAC newsletter. So definitely stick with that, guys. All right, let's go ahead and let's get into the beginning of the show where we take you back to the headlines. All right, guys. Yeah, so headlines today. We do have three deals to get into. Nothing major out there. Uh, a couple rumors and then, you know, just the notable headlines from over the weekend and this morning. So up first, we have Fisker FSR, which I do own shares in. They announced that they will report quarterly financial results on May 17th. Shares are getting hammered today. You know, again, these quarterly financial results are not going to be about revenue or earnings as their pre-production. It's going to be about, you know, their reservation numbers and that timeline. Um, you know, they have reported, you know, strong reservations of the Fisker Ocean and that they are still on track for production next year. 
Um, you know, but this is going to be an earnings report to watch because they're probably going to get asked, you know, on the chip shortage, they're going to get asked on, you know, reservations and that timeline. So, um, you know, shares could continue to see pressure, um, you know, as we're near that $10 uh, DSPAC price here. Then we have LEV, which I own shares in Lion Electric. They announced a new 900,000 square foot factory in Illinois. That factory will have vehicle capacity of 20,000 annually by the end of 2022. Um, you know, this this was a big deal, right? So they completed that SPAC, changed the ticker, and then right along with it, you know, they announced that new factory in the U.S. You know, as I've been saying, as we look for some of these, you know, government deals from, uh, you know, uh, by USA, you know, is this new factory going to be enough for Lion Electric, a Canadian company, you know, to grab some of those deals for electric buses and vans? You know, that factory is a huge step in that direction. We have VCVC merging with Re Automotive. So Re Automotive signed a partnership with American Axle. Re Automotive, which you remember we had on the show, you know, they, they continue to add to their partner list. Uh, now with Magna International and American Axle. So they're going to be able to do, you know, that 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 uh, bottom design for these electric vehicles. They're partnered with Magna and American Axle. They're going to be able to, I think, win some deals with some of these smaller um, electric vehicle companies. And then maybe down the road, you know, a company like, like Apple or someone who doesn't want to do the production themselves. So keep an eye out on uh, VCVC here. Then JIH set a June 3rd vote date for their merger with Janus International. We have SPCE, uh, a new filing out there um, suggesting that their flight window could open on May 14th. Um, you know, that's a key catalyst, right? So we've obviously seen Virgin Galactic shares pressured down here. Um, you know, but the, this is a key here as if you look at the past history when they have announced these flight windows, shares have gone up. When they've, you know, gotten closer to the date of the flight window, shares have gone up. And then on the back end, we've seen shares fall, right, with those tests not going as planned. But to me, I think shares, you know, start to trade up now going into that flight window announcement and, and then continue to go up. And then we will see what happens with that test flight. But you know, I think the downside risk here could be minimized with that possible catalyst, at least for the short term. Tattooed Chef, TTCF, um, they announced that they expanded their product line into a new category for multi-serve meals. Um, so these are new, uh, available at Target stores nationwide. Remember at the start of the year, I said that Target deal was a major catalyst. So these are skillet meals. Featuring plant-based alternatives, you've got plant-based beef and sausage, plant-based butter, and plant-based rice and pasta. You know, uh, again, not just a plant-based uh, burger or plant-based company. They've got all kinds of different food offerings. And that Target deal really ramping up here. So keep an eye out on TTCF. We do have earnings this week, which we'll get to later. Um, but that's one I'm going to be watching um, this week, especially with that news out there. And we have DMS, Digital Media Solutions, one that um, you know was brought to our attention by John Janarone of IPO Edge, and I know Mitch has been loving lately. They reported earnings today, revenue of nine, $99.5 million, up 33.5%. That's adjusted revenue. 
And then they reiterated their full year guidance revenue of 455 to 465 million. Second quarter guidance, 102 to 107 million dollars. Um, so pretty strong earnings from DMS there again, you know, in the advertising market. Shares are getting hit today down 8%. But, you know, we do have TTD and other um, advertising stocks falling. So it could be in reaction to that. So keep an eye out on uh, DMS here. And our movers on Friday, um, IPOE was up 10%. They announced their merger vote date. And LEV also up 10% on that ticker changeover and the factory announcement. Two rumors out. We have SWBK uh, rumored to be taking e-scooter company Bird public at a $2.3 billion valuation. Um, This is significant because the valuation is actually below the $2.85 billion it was valued at um, prior to the pandemic. And then a similar one, we have Vice Media rumored with BII, Wall Street Journal, listing a $3 billion valuation. This one was valued at $5.7 billion back in 2017. So down significantly um, you know, on that new rumor out there. And then we turn to our deals. So we have LIVK merging with Agile Thought. So this is a end-to-end digital transformation and consulting service to many Fortune 1000 customers, uh, operations in U.S., Mexico, and Latin America, revenue of $184 million expected this year, up 13%, $240 million next year, up 30%. And then we have STPC merging with Benson Hill. This is sustainable food technology company. <coughs> Excuse me. So plant-based they have um, Crop OS, which is data science, plant science, and food science, where they can create better tasting, sustainable, healthier food choices. Um, again, they call themselves a pick and shovel play in the plant-based sector. So pretty interesting um, technology here along the way. And they have revenue um, expected $127 million this year, up 25%. 161 million next year expected. All right, I'm going to go jump in here for the next one here, guys. We're going to go into HCIC here. So this is uh, formerly known as Plus AI announced a deal here with HCIC. So you're talking Hennessy. (laughs) I love that name right there, the Hennessy stock right here. So this one's going to be interesting. It's had some big volume bars in the last couple of days. But really, this deal values the company at an enterprise value of $2.47 billion and includes a $150 million pipe. Um, shares will be traded uh, plus uh, – it will trade as PLAV when the merger goes through. Uh, currently, HCIC shareholders will own 13% of this company. Uh, really, this is about low-cost, level four autonomous driving for long-haul trucking sector. So we're talking LiDAR here. Uh, Plus uses uh, radar and LiDAR for 360-degree sensing systems. I'll definitely take a look at this. One of the things that you can see is the growth. Um, SL4 from Plus is expected to increase the fleet operation profits by 30 to 70%. So definitely you're seeing reducing costs and reducing of carbon emissions and expenses there. 
autonomous trucking is going to change the world. Uh, Plus said in a presentation recently. And so we're going to see how this affects, you know, this is the LIDAR company. And I think it definitely, definitely could uh, get some pressure. One of the things is we're going to compare this one with some of the other plays. So let's keep a watch on it and see how it reacts in the next couple of days. Um, This is going to be ticker HCIC right now. You know, it's kind of in the sideways period, uh, but you did get those big volume bars. So let's take a look. Let's see how it keeps moving. Anything you want to add there, Chris? Yeah, you know, so Plus has uh, 7,800 reservations already. And and as you said, you know, the competition. So we just saw two simple holdings, ticker TSP, go public um, at an $8.1 billion valuation now. And this deal, you know, valued significantly less from there. So it'll be interesting to see, but it looks like, you know, shares are down today, um, you know, on the deal announcement. And this one was rumored for a little bit. So it investors had, you know, opportunity to get behind this one. And it just seems like, you know, the interest isn't fully there. Um, But I really think autonomous, you know, for long haul trucking is going to be a growth area. Um, They're seeing major driver shortages labor and fuel are their biggest cost. And this is a company that can help control that. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's interesting, but it might be a little early here too. And then we do have, you know, that huge calendar of merger votes and earnings. All right. So we got the vote on the 518th ATAC. Definitely going to take a look at that on 527. You got IPOE, IPOE. And on June 3rd, we got JIH vote. So definitely stay tuned to that one. I know a lot of people got their eyes on that SoFi. So uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on that IPOE play. And we're going to take a look at also the earnings. The earnings calendar is loaded here. Talk about the earnings, Chris. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got so many earnings this week and we're going to get into it um, in the middle segment today. But today we have uh, car lots, UWMC and Virgin Galactic all report in earnings. Tomorrow we have Hylion, Open, and QuantumScape. Then on the 12th, we have Shift Technologies, Playboy, and Tattooed Chef. And on the 13th, we have FOA, Finance of America, and UTS. And then next week, we have Clover Health on the 17th, you know, which is highly anticipated here. So a big, big week for, you know, former SPACs. Um, you know, we, we get that deep picture of looking into, you know, their earnings as a publicly traded company. And we also get to see their guidance and kind of compare it, um, you know, to what they said in their original presentation. So very interesting indeed. But we'll get into some more earnings later on in the show. Uh, I want to see those likes roll in. We're getting closer, but we want to be able to open up those uh, tops NFTs here. But the other big news, Mitch, uh, for headlines that I want to get into here is CCIV, right? So the the big news, right, was Elon Musk hosted SNL on Saturday. I, I don't think anyone watching, you know, is too unfamiliar with that news out there. Um, but the bigger picture news for me, especially in SPAC land, right, was that during the first commercial break, at least in the U.S., Lucid Motors aired a commercial for the Lucid Air um, electric vehicle, Talked about the 500-mile range, saying they're the first ones with that range. And then also the price point. 
And then also that they're taking reservations. So, you know, a, a huge call to action, you know, that you can go reserve it. A, a huge response to Tesla by saying 500 mile range for the first time. And, and really, you know, taking Tesla head on, right? You got Tesla CEO Elon Musk presenting on SNL, and then you're airing a commercial during that first commercial break when a lot of people that are watching may be interested in electric vehicles or maybe, you know, share owner, shareholders of Tesla. So to me, I think that was a big marketing win for Lucid. Um, I think it got some big eyeballs, you know, on that new product. And interesting to me too, Mitch, you know, with, with the Super Bowl, the, those large, you know, uh, expensive commercials, the NFL has the ability to actually veto um, and not allow certain companies to do commercials if the message is, you know, too controversial. If the company is a big rival to one of their key sponsors, they can actually veto it, right? No matter what network it was on. And SNL and on NBC owned by Comcast, you know, they were able to air that Lucid Air commercial. So, you know, I, I think that's a big win for uh, Lucid here. What do you think? Well, I think it was a big win. And the key word there was it because it did give it a pump. I mean, look at it pre-market. It went up almost to 20. And that's really where I wanted to sell it, guys. If you guys knew, I got into this one as a swing trade on Friday. I was looking to sell up at 20. And I got my chance in the pre-market. But guess what, guys? It was too early. It was at 4 a.m. And unfortunately, my brokerage doesn't allow me to trade at 4 a.m. So I wasn't able to get out of this one. But quick reversal out the gates here. Um, I need to see if this one's going to hold 18 because if we don't get back up towards the 20, we could start testing down again. And I don't want to see this one test down again because if we test down, it could be a real breakdown. Um, this is one that I was expecting to see it come back after this kind of harmy candle. I wanted to see it strong today through the 20s going up there towards, let's say, 21, 22. But really, it's pulling back towards support here. And if it tests the support, it's going to be a little – it's going to be a little scary here, guys, when it comes down and tests support here. Um, so I'm going to see if it can hold kind of the $17.99, $18 price point. If that fails to hold, guys, we could come down all the way down to $10. I'm going to, I'm going to just say it right now. If that yeah, fails, I, be careful. Yeah, and I mean, look at Fisker falling all the way down to, to $10 today. Um, Seeing a lot of these washout towards that 10 and then they might come back. But I'll tell you right now, that washout game, don't get caught in it. You can get you can get caught really fast today, and and getting caught in those knives. And those knives are, are pretty tough to be trading right now. Yeah. The other thing I worry about with this commercial was that we we've already heard that the Lucid Air, at least the the expensive model, is already sold out, right, for reservations. Mm -hmm. So the question could be, you know, did they even need to air this commercial? You know, if you don't even have enough product right now to meet the demand. Was the was the commercial just you know trying to take a jab at Elon Musk? Uh, you know, was it worth it? And then the other thing is, you know, with SNL being on Saturday, how big of an impact does a commercial on a Saturday night show have? You know, Monday morning when shares start to trade. So we we saw shares trade higher Friday, Mitch. You know, into the close mm -hmm. on the announcement that they were going to air that commercial. And like you said, this morning shares were up, you know, from that continuation, but they, you know, they fell off and it turned into, you know, uh, sell, the, sell the news ultimately. So again, you know, for me, which I do still own, you know, a small position in CCIV, it's still, 
it's all about the future, right? They got to produce the car. They got to deliver the car until then. The the story is just not really there. Yep. I, I, I definitely agree with that. You got you, you, one of the things that I wanted to see was, is, could the story get some hype? And that's really why I got in on, on Friday. It did. It got the tweet, the tweet that started getting it moving. I felt that that was it. There you go. We got a mover. We, I ran into the catalyst. I timed it perfectly. Now I should keep running on Monday. When that flush out happened, I got out, guys. I got out break even, but I'm okay with getting out break even on this trade. I mean, hey, uh, break even is going to be better than a red trade. But one of the things that I wanted to stick to was I told myself, either this is going to run on Monday or it's just going to start fading and touching this, the support again. And I don't want to be there for that support breakdown. So uh, I, this is how it is, guys. I was bullish, but that turnaround today – Definitely, definitely bring me back on to the bear dragon. So I'm going to wait and wait and wait, guys. I'll let you guys know when I take another swing in CCIV. But right now, I'm holding off. All right, as you guys see down below, down below, 75 like goal to get to that NFT opening. I'm going to hit refresh here because YouTube's been struggling on the likes. Let's see what we got. We got 55 likes here, over 200 people watching. If you guys want to see us start getting into the NFT openings, we need to get to that 75 likes. So go ahead, hit that like button. It doesn't take too long. Just scroll down, hit the like. Support us as we support you guys. Uh, we're going to be going into some openings if we get those like goals. But before then, let's take a look at one or two of the earnings play, and then we'll come back to the earnings with the NFTs if we can get to it. All right, guys. So let's some of the earnings plays that are today. Um, so the tenth, the tenth, right? Just today. Let's look at today. I think we have three that are today. So first things first. Let's look at lots. Lots is actually on my radar, guys. Um, reason why. I've been seeing a lot of these kind of car companies doing well. And so can it come around? And and, and, and that's what's going to be interesting on lots. What do you think about this one, Chris? Yeah, lots is one that I was in before and I sold out. This one didn't perform very well, you know, post-merger. But like you said, these car plays right now, this is a used car play. Um, we're seeing with the shortage of chips and, you know, new cars available that used car sales are actually really high right now. So to, to me, I think it's not going to be about the numbers they report. It's going to be about what they say, what's coming up. How has demand been in the current quarter? Not the one they're reporting, but the current quarter. And then also what kind of new facilities are they you know, building? They've already announced a new location in Illinois. I think a new one in uh, California. So, you know, that's going to be a key too. I think this one could see strong movement into the close and trade higher um, you know, on the earnings report. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm going to keep an eye on this one. I have a feeling the trend can change until I see that big trend change or maybe something massive come out in that earning. I won't be in this one, but definitely keep your eyes on it. I think it could even come down and then maybe eventually touch five before coming back. Um, this is why you got to be careful with uh, certain plays, guys. This one right out the gates was trending very, very well. And when it turned around a lot of people probably in this 11 price point held on this is when you got to also understand that hey if i have a support underneath me sometimes i'm going to need to let a stock go and wait 
for it to come back up through that support so that I can get back in the trade. This is very important to learn from because too many people are becoming bag holders in these stocks. And the way that you become a bag holder is you don't listen to your original planned risk. I'll repeat that, guys. The majority of times when you become a bag holder, you become a bag holder because you don't stick to your plan, your original plan. And that's how you get caught. And, and then next thing you know, you're, oh, well, it's coming back. Oh, it went to 11. Oh, no, no, no. It went back that back down to $8. Oh, it came back to 11. I'm going to get, I'm going to get 12. Oh, no, right back down to $8. And so don't be that bag holder that gets caught like that. Understand where your risk and reward is. And if it breaks your risk, it's okay to get out. I'll tell you one thing. A lot of the, the trades that you're going to do are commission-free, right? You got a lot of brokerages doing commission-free trading. And so with commission-free trading, one of the number one things that traders do not do that they need to be doing is getting out on the pain side, on the hurt side, on the risk side, because you can always come back in. And guess what? It doesn't cost you a single dime to get back in. Before, back in the days when we had commissions, let's say $8, $10 a trade, that's when you could have been like, ah, maybe I'll hold on to it because the commissions start eating into your profits and stuff like that. Now you got commission free. Get the heck out, guys, and get back in when you feel the stock is coming right back up. Oh, the old Mutrick. <laughs> I remember when commissions, yeah, were $8. Then for a while, you know, you had $5 for some brokers. Um, so, you know, if you were doing... Uh, a couple hundred dollars, you know, your your cost basis could still be, you know, 20, 25 cents a share, depending on the share price. So, you know, you were having to get that that profit just to break even. And, and now, yeah, that's gone. So, you know, you can sell, uh, you know, break even or even take a slight loss, you know, rather than, yeah, dr uh, watching it drop on the, the backside of the chart. So definitely a, a great point, Mitch. Um, the other ones reporting tonight, uh, up next, we have UWMC, so United Wholesale Mortgage. Uh, you know, again, this is one that was strong into the SPAC merger. It, it got pretty hyped um, by some people out there, and then it kind of fell off right away. Um, and, and for me, the, the uh, thing to watch here is Rocket just reported, and Rocket <laughs> fell after earnings, and I just I don't see this one, you know, having a, a strong reaction to tonight's report. Yeah. And, and this is one that, you know, it's, it's, we don't like to be negative about stocks, but there's a lot of times where people will be so positive about one that we we start warning about it. And we warned about it up here, man. And, and, and as you guys can see, it just didn't turn out well after that. But one of the things that we pointed out was that this was a trend that we saw. We expected this pullback. The big thing was when we came back towards that $10 level where we're going to get that re-spike and continuation back towards the level. When you got that dip through, it actually dipped through, came back up, and just what? Rejects that level again, guys. This is why you got to understand, hey, maybe maybe I got to understand my risk and re return on these because if I'm holding through and getting myself down to here, it's probably not the best way to approach uh, these trades right here, guys, because you, once you get down to these levels, every time you pop up, you run into what? You, you run into overhead supply. So definitely be careful with these. And that's what you saw here on this pop to 12, guys. This was people getting out, not people getting in. And so that, that's the same thing that happens a lot of the times when you get caught 
or you get quick washouts through the support. As you saw this stock on here, it was like, oh yeah, we're going up there, it's 1168. But then when we break the low, it breaks low and it breaks low fast. And that's how you get caught on those kind of holds. I actually like this play long-term guys. I'm gonna be real with you guys. I like this play and FOA um, long-term reason why is they actually have value. So one of the things that I want to look in their earnings today is how they compare in earnings per share and also forward-looking earnings um, compared to, let's say, Rocket or FOA. FOA has probably the best uh, forward PE, but then UM, UWMC is right behind it. And then Rocket would actually be the kind of the loser of the three but also has the growth outlook and so mitch, that's what you, we need to pay attention to mitch you know what a one of the ways companies try to boost their share price is how do they do that uh their dividend so to mm. me i'm also going to be watching because uwmc actually pays a dividend yep I, i'm actually kind of thinking that maybe they announce a raise to their dividend tonight to, to try to get some momentum um, into the stock. What do you think? I think you, you, you could be dead on. A lot, a lot of people were talking about Rocket doing the same thing and trying to create some, some drive by increasing the dividend or paying out more. Um, so that's what you're going to pay attention to. Let's, let's see what we get. Let's see what we get in the earnings. The reason why a company will go ahead and usually increase dividends is because what? They see their future earnings being there. Uh, looks like I lost my camera there for a second there, guys. I'll be right back. And then the other one we have uh, reporting after the bell today, we have SPCE. So SPCE, Virgin Galactic. Um, you know, as I said, there is rumors that they had a filing for their next flight window to be May 14th. I think maybe, you know, they talk about that today. And again, uh, you know, this is one, I, I don't think the short-term outlook is, is, you know, amazing. We're a couple years away from, you know, really getting people to space, those passengers. But I think they're going to be able to at least call on some short-term catalysts with that flight window. And, and then also maybe they talk about their price point versus their rival Blue Origin, who's actually auctioning off that, that first seat and is expected to price their seats higher than Virgin Galactic. So to me, I feel like this story with this one, at least, this one could actually maybe see a positive reaction to the the, the news side of things tonight. Um, but I don't know how long it sustains. But like I said, if that flight window really opens the 14th, if you look at this chart right now, all those little peaks going up, those are normally when they were going to do those test flights. And, and then you see it drop off right after the test flight either gets delayed or it didn't be successful. But look at how high some of those bars are, those green bars on those flight windows. So to me, I think this one trades positively, you know, if the flight window really is going to be announced this week. Okay, so one of the things that you guys can do, and I'll teach you guys a little technical analysis here. So a lot of the times what we do is we measure what's called the flag. The flag will be this kind of move from support up to the resistance and kind of even you can measure the wick if you wanted. Um, so here from let's say a $12 or $11.78, $11.79 up towards about a high here of about $42.49. So let's say we called that one just 12 up to about 40, 42 here or 43. 
So you're talking about probably around a $30 move, right, on the breakout, right? And so right here, we have this resistance where it really starts breaking out around the 28 to $30 mark. So what I usually do is I'll measure out like $30 or something like that, that you measure the flag and you add it to the breakout. And so if the breakout came from the, let's say that 28 or 30 mark, and we added that 30, look where it goes up to guys, right around that 60 mark. And so one of the things you can do with these is definitely, definitely measure, measure here and, and see if it continues. And now one of the things is when it pulls back, you want to see it hold that breakout point because that breakout point is very important. That's where the volume piled in, right? You don't want to see the volume pile out of the trade there. That's the volume profile between here when the volume spiked right here above 28 going into the 30s. That's where you, you had that fight volume right here where it bounced multiple times. Now you're starting to test those lows and test the supports. We got to be careful here because we're on support. We need to see the trend change. This stock is trending down and we need to see it trend back up. It's been trending down one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks, nine weeks in a row. That's a trend there, guys. You be careful. Don't get caught reaching for something that's downtrending and then and, and, and not see the story change. The story needs to change in this one. So earnings can change that story. So let's see if earnings really change it. The old mute trick today is on fire. Every time. I Man, usually it's you. Today it's me, uh, <laughs> you know, hiding out in the background. So I think I'm forgetting to, uh, you know, unmute myself. M Mitch, I'm, I'm seeing the likes start to climb. Um, I think when I refreshed, we were we were over 80. So I think that's a winner, right? We got a winner. We got a winner, 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 chicken dinner. All right, Chris. All right, let's have some fun. Let's do some NFT game here, guys. So I'm going to go ahead up and put the ticker here because everyone needs to know what where the ticker is really coming from. This is coming from MUDS. Um, we can also, let me add there, Tops NFT MLB. All right, there you go. There you go. So you guys get that. Chris, go ahead and get your share screen ready. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Like always, guys, we've talked about these NFTs, and I talked a little bit about them last week. I tried to show my burn process and how I'm really making money. And Chris and I are really trying to adjust those strategies, learn from our kind of both both of us are, are trying to learn from our strategies to, so that we can go ahead and try to make some consistent profits or look for some actual kind of strategy that we can rinse, rush, and repeat kind of maybe buying commons and selling them, that kind of thing. So Chris, let's go ahead and, and I'm going to pull up your screen here. Um, all right. So first things first, guys, we, we can start uh, kind of going through the pack opening, but do you want to show us first about maybe what, what do you have already? What was your ideas in this? Tell us a little bit about what you're thinking, Chris. Yeah, so we opened that premium pack, and with that, you know, I got some decent parallels, the the rares, the epic exclusives, and I have sold some of those. Um, I know you've been talking a lot about the burn process recently, right? So the common shares have actually risen in value, you know, more than the parallels with the lower serial numbers. So I've been looking at buying some of the commons, you know, because they they seem to hold their value better. Um, and then, so we open that premium pack. I have four standard packs left. So a standard pack is six cards. Uh, you have a 78% chance of a common, 
a 17% chance of uncommon, 4% chance of rare, and then less than a 1% chance for a super rare or an epic, um, uh, you know, parallel. So not expecting a ton here. You know, it's going to be mostly commons and uncommons, but we do have a 4% chance of rare, um, you know, so you never know. And, and we can see what we'll get here. So uh, sh should we open some of these up? Yeah, I, I mean, before you get to that opening, I, I I got a rare. I got a rare. I I didn't expect it, but I got one. So oh yeah, see. you did get a rare out of one yeah. of your yeah the standard standard so, pack. So yeah. I mean, hey, the percentages are there, but I mean, hey, you never know. You might get lucky. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's open this first one up. So this is uh, my first standard pack here. All right. There All right. Go. There you go. Where are we at? Why is this? It, sometimes it opens up a pop-up screen. Just be careful so that we can get that pop-up screen. Yep, I got a reshare here. Boom, baby. Let's go. Let's get it. So now we're on. Where do they list the new packs to buy? On tops. Tops. Okay, you see my new screen here? Gotcha, I'm pulling it up right now. There you go, there you go. Now you're in the All opening right. pack. So we page. are doing this one, number three, four, five, seven, nine. Let's be lucky here. Dun, da, da, uh, dun. Can I get a drum roll, please? Oh, uh, we might have another pop up again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it goes. It opens a pop up. I I, I hate the pop up screens, but. Dun 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 Oh, there it goes, there it goes. There's Is the it opening. It's opening. Okay. It's opening. It takes that little second video, and then it starts giving you the cards. All right, so we got. There you go. Oh, we get, oh there you okay. go. Uncommon, uncommon, Cody. Uncommon, Cody. We'll take that. That one uh, should uh, be decent. Hold on, hold on. Do you see that one? Mitch Which one? White. Mitch <laughs> White. <laughs> I love that White. name. There you go. <laughs> that guy Mitch, man. He's so cool. And a Soto. Okay. I mean Soto's we'll actually it. a good one. Um, I think that one was a burn card already. If yeah, not, why do I it, feel it will. is this is this Evan White a burn card right now? It I almost feel like that one is. Let's take a look. To... Let's take a look. What else do you have before we oh, take it a is. look at the burn process? Yes, it is. Evan White. It's a uh, burn. You, you, we might have to just sell it. We might have to put it out on there right now. Yeah. All right. And then should we open another one here? Good lord. Yeah, we can open another one. I'm just seeing the chat. There's always there's always something else. What do we got? What do we got? Oh, there's always some weird. All right, you chat. guys want to see more? <laughs> open. Uh, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's open. Let's open. Hey, okay, we got pop up and you can still see my screen, right? Yeah, yeah, you got it we're perfect. Going. You got it we're perfect. We're going. We're going. We're going. All right. Come on, cross the fingers. Oh, Let me got... get something nice. Mookie bets. Mookie, Mookie. Uncommon. I have that one in common. I have that I ha one in common. So I think I... that's my second Mookie uncommon now. So I actually held on to the last one. I, I that's a good one. That, so... that Chicago White Sox common, believe it or not, I think is going to be pretty valuable. I think they have a chance of winning the World Series, Chris. Hold yeah. on to that one. Well, and I'm wondering, Mitch, I think we talked off air if eventually they make some of those team cards a requirement for a, a burn challenge, maybe. Um, 
you know, because I'm seeing all these team cards and I'm thinking maybe that those become more valuable if they do a burn. So, all right, should we keep going? What are our likes at? All right, but before we open another pack here, can you explain what the crafting is? And then also Edwin is asking here, when do they release new drops to, to buy packs? That's a great question, a and great I, question. I wish I had a good answer. So far, they've <laughs> only done the, the one drop, um, which we were lucky enough, Mitch, right, to get those packs. So I bought the one premium, and I bought four standards. I actually tried to buy more standard packs, but kept getting locked out. Um, oh, man, I missed out on those big boys. I would have definitely yeah. bought a couple of them. <laughs> well, next time, they're going to be in such demand, Mitch. Um, Ooh, you, you, you know, because we're seeing these packs being resold, you know, for two, three times their value. Um, so I, I follow tops on Twitter. I follow tops, um, uh, digital on Twitter. I also subscribe to, there's an email. Those are the best places really to probably find out, you know, when they're going to do new pack drops. We'll try to give a heads up on the show. I mean, even though it cuts our chances down, we want to help our fans out. Right. So we'll talk about it whenever we know, try to give you guys a heads up. And then, you know, if any of you guys land packs, Maybe we bring some people, you know, on the show to, to open up packs as well. So, um, you know, as soon as we know more details, we'll let people know. Uh, Mitch, should, should I open up the rest of these here? I kind of want to right now. Yeah, but we'll go ahead and open up another pack here. Definitely, definitely smash We're the like. We're almost at 100 before, likes. Can, before can we, we get, get towards to 100? That, yeah, of course we can. Let's go. Before we get into that one, I wanted to talk a little bit about an uh, auction card that I have right now. I actually bought this one at an auction, guys. I got this one really cheap. This is an Epic exclusive. And, and how rare are these, Chris? Yeah, so Epic exclusives you can only get um, out of the premium pack. So that tells you enough right there, right, that they're not in the, the smaller packs. They're only in the large packs. And I think it was still less than a 1% chance um, you know, of landing one. So definitely pretty, pretty rare out there. So I'm trying something new here, guys. I'm going to let you guys know how this goes out. But this strategy would be buying something that's cheap on auction for a epic exclusive or something higher. I'm trying to get low mint cards also. So that's another thing here. You see 21 out of 76. So I'm trying to make sure that this is under that 25 so that it, the card seems really interesting. And then what I'm trying to do is get these really cheap. Right now I have this one selling right now at 200 wax, which would be about $46. But really, I only paid for this one $19. After taxes and kind of the fees, I ended up getting this one down towards around uh, 22 So the last sale here, and, and you guys will see, this last sale on 5.5 on was actually mine. <laughs> so I attacked the low there, got the low, the value. Now I'm trying to get these pops and sell it into the value. This is what it's all about, trying to figure out how you can make some strategies in NFT and actually make the money. As you guys can see, I have about 740 wax. It's not like I have a little bit. I'm trying to keep working some strategies here and, and see what else we can build on. But let's go ahead and let's get back to some openings here. So I'm putting Chris Green back up here. If you guys want to see us opening another card or another pack, put a one in the chat. I want to see the chat start lighting up. Put ones in the chat if you guys want to see us open up another pack here. But Chris, really, and I, and I saw it in the chat. You, you know, and, and someone asks that Mitch, do you do uh top shots? I, I need to, I need to guys. I've been, I've been thinking about that one, but it's a little bit harder to get those open um, and get the, the rares in, in those packs um, in, in top shots. 
So one of the things that we're seeing is that which one should we go after? Is it going to be tops or is it going to be top shots? I would love to hear your opinion, Chris, on which one you think in the long run has the best opportunity. But there you go. We're starting to see those ones roll through. We'll get to the pack opening right after this opinion. Chris, what do you think? Top shots, tops, hand in hand. I think they both have a play, but which one do you think in the long run? Yeah, I think they both have a play. Um, to me, I think Top Shot has the more of the actual NFT, um, you know, with the moment, right? It's a video, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, the Tops cards are more of a, a static 2D um, product. So to me, I think Top Shot, you know, is, is more valuable. They're also, you know, a lot of them are more scarce um, and they have the early lead, right? That's important here. But I think, you know, if Tops can keep doing these drops, this is the first series, which that means these should go up in value, right, as more series are released. And I think Tops has a long runway here, um, you know, so I, I think both can be relevant and both can be valuable. That's how I'm playing the market, right, is I'm, I'm playing both. And, and Mitch, you brought up Top Shot. Are there people in the chat that want to see Top Shot? Because I'm thinking I, I've got some Top Shot packs to, to open and I know that you have another show on Benzinga Colin. that aired at six o'clock. And, and I'm thinking maybe people want to come around to, to Money Mitch at 6 p.m. Eastern time um, this week. And maybe uh, I'll open up the top shots on there. How about that? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to see me dunking, right? Oh, <laughs> what was that a dunk? <laughs> you got you, you want to see me on the court, man. I got some game. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's open up this this third pack here. All right, let's do this, guys. Let's do it. Hit the like, definitely. Let's get this rolling. I think let's we had a hundred. I thought I saw a hundred likes. Packs, baby. Let's do it. Hopefully, people are enjoying I, this. I want to see something big. Pack. I want to see something. Give me nice. a rare. Give me a rare. We need one. We need one. Come on, come on. Let's oh, get I got it. my Let's Tigers. I got my Tigers. There you go, Detroit Tigers. Slam Diego. Oh, Slam Diego. That's actually a good common to have. It's got, yeah, it's got a Tatis right there. You know, that's got, actually the best team card from San Diego. They have two team cards, and that one is the better one to have. Another one to have, good one that I think you had, is uh, D-Strange Gordon there to the left. Yeah, I think that one is uh, one has been a craft card already, so. This Arietta was a craft card last week, so that one had more go. value last week, unfortunately. But uh, we'll we'll take it. So should should we open up? I I want to open up this last pack because I want to see what we have, you know, towards maybe those burn cards. So what, what do you have left? A standard pack? I got one more standard pack left. Let's do, you, do it. Do you want to try to maybe do a sale? I don't. I don't mind you selling that one for a hundred bucks. Uh, I I want to open it up because I want to see if there if there's more of those burn cards in there. I want to get one of these 1952 uh, packs. So you, you guys, you guys, you guys, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But does everybody want to see me open this? I know someone in the chat asked, "Hey, maybe you should hold open on to it. an unopened open pack." It. <laughs> those oh, un- right. un- I'll, I'll show you guys those un on their packs right now. Let me let me look it up right here for um for standard packs right now. But oh, I know what happened here. So it's a wax. Um, so they're going for around. I'm seeing eighty dollars towards sixty dollars. Yeah, I was seeing fifties when I looked earlier. There's a whole bunch of different value ones at at that. 
price, but definitely, definitely, let's 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 open it up. I mean, we it. could resell it, but hey, let, let, let's go we, ahead and. But we could resell the cards that are in it too. So I mean, exactly, exactly. Let's do it, guys. I want to open it up because I want to see what we get, and I want to be able to have more comments towards these uh, burn events. So let's, let's do it. open. This is my last unopened pack, guys. You are getting it exclusively on Spax Attack right now. So hopefully everyone enjoys this. Got my pop up here, and here we go. Bada bing, bada bing, bada bing, bada bing, bada boom. Give me a rare swing, swing, bada 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 swing. Oh, I saw my tigers again. There they are. <laughs> hey, that's actually a good one. The Mo- Motor City Mashers. There we go. There, you, you got a Hall of Famer right there. Future yep. Hall of Famer Miguel Cabrera. All right, and we got one uncommon. I Luke feel like Vogt how we- is a yep. good one to have. That's, that's a good one to have for sure. Yeah. I have that Howie Kendrick in the exclusive and <laughs> the epic. Yeah, that's right. You got the the nice parallel of that. All right. So there is the the commons, the uncommon from today. So I I look at these crafting and I think I only have two out of the five for the big pack. Yeah, it shows you if you have it, right? Yep. I think. So I refreshed and I have two of the five for the big and none. Oh, None in the one and two in the other. So um, I'd need to buy three more cards over the next day to be able to get one of those packs. Which ones? I, which one? Is, go ahead and show it on the screen. So you can, let me so you reshare can. here. What's so going I know, on, guys? I know. You I don't know about you guys, about but the, the NFTs—they uh, get me like a little kid in the candy store. Oh I mean, yeah, for sure. Uh, and and I, and I miss that feeling. There's nothing like that feeling. I mean, that's what the 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 real cool part of NFTs are behind is that you never know really what you're gonna get, especially with these kind of cards. It's kind of more of a collectibles. Like, you know, when, when you're buying specific art, I mean, you know what you're getting, you know the value kind of, but when you're buying an, uh, an unopened pack where the mystery is, I think that's really where the fun part of NFTs really comes into play. All right. Can you see the, there's the, okay. So these are the 1952 parallels, right? These packs are super expensive on the resale market. The, the cards out of them have been selling higher too. So there's two different versions. One has two cards inside. One has four cards inside. So if I click on this one on the left, there, there's five cards needed to get that pack that you can burn. So you essentially trade them in right for the pack. I have two of the five uh, with Grisham and White. So I would need to buy the other three. Max Freed um, is cheap. I can tell you at least. I was gonna that say one. he was cheap when I looked. I think Rizzo and Wong was cheap. Mitch, the, I was looking the one at him. that's expensive. He was like nine bucks. Yeah, the one that will probably be expensive is the other one. Uh, the Rizzo. The Rizzo. I've heard the Rizzo is expensive right now. Let me take a look. Let me see what I find. Yeah, I might have to look here and see because we might have to. Uh, I might have to buy this up and uh, do this burn here. I'm seeing nineteen dollars. Mitch is the cheapest uh, Rizzo out there. I'm about to buy for you, my friend. <laughs> and Max Freed, we've got fourteen dollars, and then I think Wong was nine. Oh, I got a nineteen. Yeah, nineteen, right? You said up nineteen, fourteen, and nine is what I'm seeing right now. Yeah, even the rares are cheaper. Look, watch. Yeah, it's insane. You can the get rare. The, the rares on the yeah. right here, eleven dollars. Yep. But the common is nineteen fifty one. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yep. Hey, you know how it is, guys. It definitely, definitely changes it up. I, I might help Chris out and send him the send him the the Rizzo. 
Yeah, so stay tuned, I, guys. I, I maybe maybe we'll have Gotta a 1952 pack to open later this week. But for now, uh, that's the packs that we opened. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that. Um, I, I'm seeing uh, Jim Stocks in the comments here. I'm pretty sure this is just a way for card companies to save on printing and improving their bottom line. Hey, if you think that's the case, ticker M-U-D-S, right? Uh, the SPAC bringing MUDs public. You know, this is a great revenue driver for Tops. And remember, so I paid for these packs. So Tops made money off of that sale, right? And now if I resell any of those cards in my pack, mm-hmm. Tops gets a cut of that sale. If I hold on to the cards, they get they get nothing, right? But they already made their money from the pack. But if I go and I sell any of those, that they get that. If I burn them, I'm I'm giving them my cards back, right? So they have multiple revenue drivers here. Um, yeah, and people still asking about a second drop, guys. We don't know the date on a second drop, um, but I'm guessing they're gonna give a, a big heads up here. Um, you know, whereas Top Shot, you know, does some of these drops, you know, uh, randomly throughout the day or with you know a 24 hour notice. I'm guessing Tops is going to give a, a decent heads up. I'm also thinking they're going to want to improve that first process that they did, um, you know, as it wasn't exactly smooth sailing for anyone trying to get those packs. So it's going to be interesting. There's some definitely cool cards out there right now. Uh, like, let's say, like a number one Wong here, Epic exclusive selling for 759 I saw recently, I think it was a Rizzo card that sold for like almost 20 grand. Yeah, the, there was a Rizzo one that was expensive. There was the Mike Trout one that was yeah, super Trout, expensive. I mean, Trout so, is always expensive. Yeah, I mean, I would take a Mike Trout uh, common card at this point because I, I'm sure those are uh, going decently. So Yeah, and, we, we've been talking about potentially maybe what if uh, Hall of Famers and, and things like that start playing into, the, into these cards. Um, I think that's something that we'll definitely keep an eye out. All right, let's go back to our earnings. We got a couple minutes left in the day. I wanted to talk about the week that is the earnings. So we got a couple more for this week. Um, let, let's run through them. Uh, next up, of course, of course, is the ever popular Helion. Yeah, so tomorrow we got three more former SPACs. We got Hylion, H-Y-L-N. You know, that thing, you know, again, has has been a dud since the de-SPACing process. Um, it, it's fallen below 10. We're, we're down in the eights again today. Yeah. You, you know, you you heard Thomas Healy, our interview, right? It's They've got the ERX truck. That's their future. So right now it's the electrification play, but in the future, you know, it's their own vehicles. So what can they say tomorrow? Um, you know, can they announce some new deals? Can they announce some order numbers? You, you know, again, that's what I'm going to be watching because it's not about, you know, the, the huge revenue numbers right now. Yeah, definitely, guys. As you guys can see, has huge resistance at 15. Let's see when it gets back above 15. Let's keep rolling through. Next up. And then we have Open Door reporting tomorrow, O-P-E-N, right? Online housing play. Th- this one I- I I'm definitely watching. Um, you know, I actually owned IPOB back in the day um, before this completed the merger. I, I sold out, you know, made a, a good profit. But but this one's looking good again. Um, I think online housing, right? The, the penetration rate's just going to go up. Um, and it's not just because of the pandemic. It's about the ease, right? And the younger home buyers, they don't want, you know, all the physical, you know, meeting with the real estate agent, all that. They want to be able to buy and sell on their own terms. They want to be able to do it online without the hassle. What do you think, Mitch? 
Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, this is actually one of the stocks that I brought up on Money Mitch just because I liked it compared to Zillow. I liked it better than Zillow. Why? Because they're just selling houses and houses and houses. Compared to Zillow, it's it's, it's really actually blown away what I thought they could potentially sell. Open Door actually gets an offer, like a, a house offer every minute, every 60 seconds, there's someone getting an offer on open. And and so with that being said, I think this is just a brand new type of stock that is here to stay because the technology is just worth it. Because guess what? At the end of the day, I feel bad for if you're in the real estate industry, realtors are going to get swept out by companies like Open, Zillow, uh, Redfin. There's so many companies that are going to step in there, use their technology to really knock out the realtor. Um, the, no longer will I need to be searching for a house with a realtor. I can find more houses on open. And so why would I go and call a realtor? Really? I mean, there's just no point in the, in the long run. I, th- I feel bad because it's really going to replace their whole job. Um, I think in the long run, um, it, and if, if there is anything left for them, it's going to be working for these companies. I mean, exactly. And, and, and it sounds, sounds bad. A, a little part of me doesn't like that either, but at the same time, you know how it is. Technology yeah. is technology. I mean, we we it watched over. it with, you know, Amazon, right? We watched it with the, you know, Netflix. We've watched it with so many of these e-com and these online plays, you know, take market share away from others. And a lot of times, they, they don't realize it until it's too late and then they have to play catch-ups. And that's what I think Open Door's doing. Zillow is a real interesting one because they actually had a nice lead, right? Because they've been doing the, the home like estimates, right? How much is your home worth? And then they turned it into, hey, here's how much your house is worth. Here's how much Zillow will pay you for your house. And they were able to capitalize on that already traffic that they had from people. So, uh, you know, that's interesting there as well. And then the other yeah, one, I, re- I have to bring up the exact numbers, but it was around, let's say open sold around over 2000 homes in the last quarter and Zillow only sold less than a thousand. Yeah. And so that's why I, I kind of liked open more because I mean, Hey, if they're already selling twice the amount, Zillow makes some more money on the advertisement and that's what they have yeah, so the, the really attractive yeah. side, but open is selling the houses. And I mean, that that's, that's their job. That's, that's their business. And I mean, at least it's seeing like it's actually being an attractive option. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's more than enough for me. Yeah, definitely. And then the other one reporting tomorrow, Mitch is QS quantum scape, you know, quantum, and quantum. That, I mean, what else can they say tomorrow, right? Their battery is still a couple of years away from, you know, making it. So there's not a whole lot they can say tomorrow, but again, you know, the story, right? Maybe they announce a new partnership. Maybe they speed up the timeline you know, to get, you know, the momentum back in. But to me, I just, I feel like QS could fall because there's not going to be a lot of positive from that earnings report, right? I really liked it back here, guys, early, early kind of February time. Um, But man, it, it, it never wanted to come and try this shadow. Never wanted to come and try that shadow ever. Every time it came up here, even right here where it looked really good, boom. So guess what? Be careful, guys. I'm going to tell you right now, be careful in QS. In my idea, I think that a lot of these that kept trying to break out, can't can't break it, might go all the way down towards either opening price or that $10 before it comes roaring back. And so with that being said, I'd definitely be careful there in QuantumScape. I don't want to see a lot of people just jumping in here on the bottom of the knife and then catching it come down to $10. That would 
definitely be hurt. Definitely. Um, yeah. And so it's and one then, that you got to be at, watch out for. And then on May 12th, so that's what, third or no, wait, what day are we on? Yeah, we're on the 12th. Uh, so sh- we have three more companies reporting. We have Shift Technology, so that's another used car play, um, possible, you know, strong momentum from the mm-hmm. chip shortage. Uh, you know, to me, I think that'll depend on how lots trades tonight, right? Uh, you know, Shift is going to be a, a similar play there. And then we have Playboy, PLBY, reported earnings on the 12th. That's an interesting one, right? Because they had a recent story, right? They had the NFT auction. I, I think they're going to be able to, you know, really center their earnings call around, hey, we just did this NFT launch. Here's what we have planned for NFTs next. You know, get that story out there and then also talk about, you know, any partnerships, um, licensing deals that they signed in the quarter. Remember, Playboy is still a very well-known brand. It has strong licensing power. I I think that's going to be reflected in that earnings report um, on the 12th. Yeah, guys, I did a little bit more in-depth research on Playboy when I covered them on Money Mitch. And one of the things that I realized is that they actually already have deals with artists for their NFTs. So what you saw right there was the release of Slime Sunday, right? Uh, and he's, he, you know, he always laughs because on Twitter he had to change his name to Slime Monday because someone took Slime Sunday. But um, so I already saw deals with multiple artists released in their information but then they only release nfts that were by who by slime sunday so guess what i already can kind of picture it yeah there's the other nfts yeah they already got them in the make they're sticking with the artist they're releasing series by series with the artist itself and i like that i like that because then it, it gives also what it does is it gives light to the artist that they're using and i think it's important if you if your nft is about artwork you got to put your artist in the spotlight because it's not only the name brand behind it, but also how good of, of an artist is this person? Is this person going to make knockoffs? Have they had success in the NFT game before? Is there kind of a need and demand for their other NFTs already? And that's what thing. one thing you did see in Slime Sunday is that he, this guy's is number sixth in revenue in the world for NFTs. So, Hey, as you guys see, it, it did perform well. And then lastly, on the 12th, we have TTCF, Tattooed Chef reporting. So again, you know, I said that, that Target deals a big one, right? At the start of the year, today they announced those multi-serve meals. So I think, again, they can center their earnings around that Target deal. You know, what's to come, right? So their guidance is going to be the key, you know, on the 12th. Um, and then on the 13th, we have FOA. So again, pay attention to UWMC tonight to see how FOA may trade. And then UTZ, UTZ, you know, pretzels and chips, consumer sector, another SPAC that has a dividend. Pay attention. Maybe there'll be a dividend increase. So that's earnings this week from these former SPACs. So a big week ahead, and we'll be covering it all week on SPACs Attack. You got it. You got it, guys. You guys know where to find the SPACs, where to find the information. And if you guys want to stick with us, definitely hit us up. Chris Ketchy, Story Investors. Let us know what you guys want to see, what you want to see next. Like always, guys, we're going to be keep building and building, bringing you guys the best interviews, the best information, and also in-depth and also, I mean, we got to open some NFTs sometimes. So if you liked that, if you want to see something else on the show, let us know in the comments below so that we can go ahead and get that show for you. A lot of times we get recommendations of CEOs to go after and we go ahead and land them. So let us know. If you got a CEO you want us to go after or a company, we'll go ahead and get after that. 
All right, Chris, it's great to have you back. I always love to have you back. It's always a, a smooth sailing show with you here. So uh, I enjoyed to get you back here and, and happy to hear you getting better. And we need you to actually completely get better here. So definitely shout out to you, man. Thank you. Thank you. And good to be back, everyone. Uh, thanks to all who shouted me out on Twitter and wished me well as well. So uh, looking forward to a, a great week of SPACs attack. Stay tuned. Power Hour coming up next, guys. Thank you.